Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show today. And listen, if you are somebody that gets headaches often or you just kind of medicate yourself to be able to overcome headaches, uh, my guest today is Dr. Ravina Singh, and he is the headache specialist. He's all—he's a neurologist, and he also is the author of Not Tonight, I Have a Headache. So I'm interested in being able to hear some of not only the solutions you have for us to be able to combat headaches, but I'm also interested in what are some of the causes that we're having headaches. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for inviting me uh, to be on the show. Uh, it's my pleasure. And, um, you know, migraine is a very common problem. And so uh, not only migraine, all kinds of headaches uh, uh, can be in, uh, problematic. And so uh, the reason I wrote this is that uh, people need to know what exactly causes headaches and how they can take care of their headaches uh, on their own and not just depend upon medications. Um, I've been a headache specialist for many years now, and um, as a neurologist, you know, a, a migraine is a very common condition that we see. Um, and so um, when I was, you know, I started seeing these patients who have all these you know, migraine headaches and all kinds of other uh, painful conditions, um, I could do only so much with, uh, with medications. So I said, what else can I offer my patients that they can actually do, on, uh, do for themselves uh, and take charge of their lives? Because my, my aim is always to have patients take charge of their health and not just depend upon somebody else. Um, and, and so I was always trying to figure out what they can do on their own or are there some other natural solutions that they can, that they can uh, use uh, for, for their headaches. So that was the, the impetus for me to uh, write this book because I have an integrative center and I'm in Beverly Hills, California, um, and I have a headache institute called the Beverly Hills Headache Institute. And uh, so this integrative center is, you know, we combine the best of both Western and Eastern medicine. I'm a Western-trained neurologist, but uh, I have other practitioners like an acupuncturist, a homeopathic physician, yoga therapist, chiropractor, Ayurvedic doctor, nutrition, and like that. So um, the idea is to try to find... Uh, what works best for the patient without them having to uh, depend upon medications only. Uh, so uh, that's what led me to start to write this book and to help my patients become healthier by by taking charge of their life. Um, so, uh, you know, the, uh, the answer to your question is pretty broad. Uh, there are yeah. lots of different causes for migraine well, uh, or, or for headaches, uh, and migraine is a very important cause. Hang on, Dr. Singh. Let's stop for just a second because I want to be able to kind of get a little bit more. I, I love that you just shared that this is a combination of Western and Eastern medicine. And I think that there's, there's something very special about that. And your facility really, uh, I like the idea that it, you, you're, you say that you're treating the patient um, and not necessarily the symptoms. So even though you might be specializing in headaches, there's probably a whole lot more to that. Um, and and we'll talk about more of the details of the headaches and everything because we've got a couple segments to get through here. And certainly we're going to touch on 
the book that you've written as well um, that we're going to have a special offer for all of the listeners too. But I want to go back a little bit to just your history and what had you become a neurologist and you know where what was that path for you to be able to see that this that you know researching the brain was something that you were interested in. Well, um, I, I was interested in the brain. So even in medical school, um, I, uh, once I did my uh, neurology rotation or you know the, the neuroscience uh, you know the courses, I became a teaching assistant uh, when I was uh, in, in that class because I was looking at the brain, seeing how the brain worked. So when I finished my medical school and decided to go into you know go into residency uh when the opportunity came for me to go into neurology initially you know when i'm dating myself um if you look at me i have a gray beard but when i first started it was um not so gray um so <laughs> back back then um, there were in, in neurology, uh, people used to think that there's not much you can do. Uh, maybe you can diagnose a patient with, with problems or not really do anything with them. Uh, but then uh, in uh, the 1990s and uh, 2000, uh, I think it was known as the decade of the brain, there were a lot of advancements were made in, in, in uh, brain research. So that's when, when I was finishing my residency, going into, uh, into practice, uh, or, do, or actually doing my fellowship. I really enjoyed the fact that there were so many new treatments coming on, uh, um, you know, in the in the field of uh, neurology. So that's how I got became interested because there were so many advancements being made, uh, and I really enjoyed being a neurologist. Um, and also, those circumstances, you know, uh, dictate what what happens to you, and that's a separate topic and discuss at some other time. How life actually, uh, uh, you know, propels you in a different direction than what you initially intended to go into, uh, and it turns out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Um, but once I became a neurologist, uh, I want to. I did not intend to become a, a headache specialist. I actually became a stroke specialist. Mm. Um, I had my my ship in stroke and see, and then that was a time when we were coming up with new treatments for uh, acute treatments for stroke. Uh, we were able to, for the first time in the health of stroke, we were able to reverse stroke symptoms. So that was very exciting. So I, I thought that I would actually uh, go into stroke research. I'm a stroke specialist. Uh, but then again, life interferes. And when I started on private practice, I started seeing a lot more uh, patients with headaches. Um, so stroke is more of a hospital kind of specialty because when patients have a stroke, they go to the hospital. And I still do that, and I'm still a, you know, uh, specialized uh, uh, partly in, in stroke. But in, in an outpatient setting, um, patients come to you mainly with either neck pain, back pain, or headache, or dizziness. Those are the most common neurological problems. So because I was seeing so many headache patients, I, I, my interest um, kind of gra- gravitated towards the headache. Uh, and because I was seeing that there was a lo- lot of lifestyle changes that people uh, needed to make that was actually causing their headache. So, uh, and that's also was, was getting interested in alternative medicine. Um, and I said, you know, I have all these patients who have migraine headaches who I can't. Uh, even though I've been using all the medications that I know about, uh, what would what, what, what have I inferred them to uh, some other uh, specialist like an acupuncturist? Uh, and so I did sending them 
no one you know or, or speak to uh, alternative uh, practitioners and uh, my patients started to get a lot better and they were they oh, great. on their medications Good. so can so you tell us said, a little bit can you tell us a little bit of when you say that you kind of are combining um, the best of Western and Eastern medicine? What what does that entail? Because I know that part of it is, you know, like you said, acupuncture. Right. So then when I, when I saw that patients were better with uh, acupuncture and chiropractic and doing some meditation, I said, okay, well, you know, it's a little bit you're sort of trying to find a specialist here and there. Why don't we bring everything in-house? And uh, so that's when I, the idea of uh, starting an intensive center, uh, uh, you know, grew. And uh, um, then it just so happened. And, you know, uh, that idea, I, I never let that idea. And slowly the army came, a uh, partner of, you know, a few other individuals. And I started an integrative center where we would do both. I would do the web part because I wasn't trained in, you know, acupuncture or, I mean, I do yoga on my own, but enough to be able to, Teachings, um, and uh, so started this, uh, you know, approach uh, of integrating, having all these different specialties in the same office, uh, and that kind of, you know, took a while to kind of uh, find the, the best combination and to rule out, to you know, to uh, iron out all the kinks. Um, but then, you know, it's uh, people. We found people are enjoying that, and they, they like the aspect that we, the one center, can have both and Eastern modalities so that we can address if it's something serious from a Western perspective that we're not, you know, uh, ignoring some of the other things that may, mm-hmm. that will only be treated by Western medicine. Uh, so we're using a combination of both. So that works out really well because then we go out uh, with the other practitioners how all the patients, you know, patients are doing from, we, we learn from each other. Uh, and how, the, how, how to best help our patients. Yeah. So, so in this, I love it. So yoga, massage, meditation, acupuncture, those are all the Eastern philosophies. And then the Western philosophy is kind of diving a little bit deeper into the research and the medical side of things and trying to see what's behind it. But let me ask you this as a neurologist, what, I mean, how much do we really know about the brain? Is, it, is there still so much that's undiscovered? Um, yes, there is. we're making a lot of advances, but there is a lot of things that we still don't know. We, for example, we don't really know cause of brain headaches. We know that there are some tendency, and we can measure, or we can, you know, um, measure that. You know, we can talk to talk about the family history and see who, the, you know, if your parents or other family members have a migraine headache, and that will make it more likely. And we're finding out there there are some chemicals that are. Um, elevated in the brain when you have a migraine, but we don't really know exactly what causes migraine. What is the first thing that happens in the brain that triggers it? Um, or that the brain is sensitive or sensitized to certain things. Um, that's why migraine patients will have sometimes sensitivity to light or sound, or there are some you know food triggers that will uh, trigger a headache. Um, but we don't really know how, why that the, the nervous system or the brain is overly sensitized. Um, mm. But so there's a combination of genetic factors and environmental factors. But there's a lot of, that we still don't know how the brain functions uh, in many conditions. And uh, you know there are many many neurological diseases where we have no idea what causes them to happen in the first place. 
Is a migraine, Dr. Singh, just a, a very intensified headache, or is there some other definition between a headache and a migraine? Oh, that's a, a, a big misconception that a lot of people have. They think that the migraine is just a severe headache. There are some people who come to me and says, oh, I have headaches, but I don't get migraines, except once in a while when a headache is severe, I get a migraine. That's, that's um, um, you know, a misunderstanding that people have about migraine. Migraine is actually a condition. It's not just a headache. In fact, there are patients who have migraine, but they never have a headache or they generally don't have a headache. So they, you can have migraine-type symptoms uh, without having the headache. Um, but generally speaking, migraine consists of not just a headache, and uh, the headache is of a different type. It's not the, the typical tension-type headache. Um, and uh, there are symptoms associated. Some, some patients may have uh, dizziness or nausea and vomiting, um, and there are specific triggers. Uh, some, some patients are sensitivity, sensitive to uh, some foods or other things in the environment that can trigger it. Uh, some patients may have a sensitivity to, to smell, so that any strong smells such as perfumes or even the smell detergent and soaps can, can trigger a headache. Um, so there are lots of different triggers. Uh, the bottom line is that the patients who have migraine headaches, their brain is more sensitive for some reason. Uh, and there are things in the environment, whether it's the internal environment, for example, like hormones in women, um, or external uh, environment, like I said, with the foods or uh, environmental substances that can trigger a headache. So migraine is that condition where you have these symptoms not just a headache. Uh, and like I said, in some cases, you may not even have a headache. Yeah. Now, I know that you, um, that you wrote this book, and we're gonna, I want to talk about that when we, after we come back from our first break. But can you, you know, like, what percentage of people are dealing with severe headaches or these migraines that you're referencing here? Is it, is it a high population of people that have headaches and migraines? Well, um, the uh, the incidence of migraine is is kind of high. Um, there are about almost eighteen to twenty percent of women, especially in the age group of between fifteen to fifty, let's say. So the, this is the when, when people are the most productive. They they're going to school. They're going to college. They have a job. They they you know they're getting married, having children, uh, living a family life. So uh, this is the same age group where we tend, we tend to have high incidence of migraine headaches. So if you imagine what percent of women, one, in, one out of every five women in that age group is suffering from migraine headache, and uh, so they have to deal with all these, um, you know, um, deal, deal with life, basically, raising children, going to work, um, and mm-hmm. going to school, all these other responsibilities that people have, and how, you know, if you are laid in, in bed in a dark room and don't want anybody to disturb you, that is going to severely impact how you live your life. You can't go to work when you have a headache. You can't take care of your responsibilities. 
So it's uh, it, it even though it, it may affect only let's say one out of five, which is still a high number, it can it has a big impact on the way you live your life. So it has uh, uh, you know the implications are are, are great. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's one of the reasons I became interested in migraine headache is that it is so common and it, it really causes a, 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 you know devastation in your life. In men, it's not as frequent to have migraine headaches. About eight to ten percent of uh, uh, patients of um, uh, men will have headaches, but again, uh, it's still not a small number. Yeah, that's incredible. I'm going to ask you a really big question, but I want you to wait until we come back from break to be able to answer this, okay? Um, and in in the meantime, uh, it, it's. I want to make sure that when we go into this next segment, too, that we're talking about some of the benefits of your book that you wrote um, and really looking at, you know, how we can how we can get past some of these headaches and not just, you know, pop ibuprofen or pop aspirin to be able to kind of relieve it at that point. But here's my really big question for you, Dr. Singh. Are men and women's brains pretty much the same? Don't answer it yet. We're going to go to the break. And uh, when we come back, he's going to answer that question for us to the best that he can, being a neurologist here. I've always been curious about that one. Um, And then we're going to talk about his book, Not Tonight, I Have a Headache. So stay with us, you guys. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My Favorite Coffee Story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi there, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We got a little feedback going on with our audio today, so bear with us. But I have Dr. Ravinder Singh, and he is a neurologist. He's also an author of the book, Uh, that is called Not Tonight, I Have a Headache. And he established an institute in Beverly Hills, the Beverly Hills Headache Institute, which is combining Eastern and Western medicine to be able to serve his patients. And he says that he's really not looking for the symptoms of what's going on in regards to the headaches, but really serving the patient with being able to have them um, get better in regards to headaches and migraines, which is what our conversation is today. Now, Dr. Singh, thank you again for joining me today. What percentage of all of this is chalked up to stress? But first, I want you to answer the question that we had before we left for break. Are men and women's brains the same? Uh, That's a good question. <laughs> um, and it's very intriguing one, and I, I don't think that uh, people have actually come to a, a, a conclusive evidence that it's uh, the same thing. There are some differences in men and women's brains. Um, in fact, there was a study done, if I remember correctly, uh, a, a little while ago, um, where they uh, looked at the differences between um, brains, and they found that there were some that. Um, are in women and developed in men. Um, and there's some areas where the cortex, where the, the gray matter of the brain is thicker in, uh, in women uh, and men. But uh, usually, I mean, there's not that big a difference um, uh, in the structure of the brain. But, I mean, there are some differences. I don't know the actual difference different areas, but I, all I remember is that they did find there are some areas that were more developed in women and more developed in men. But I don't know how much impact that has on the way we uh, treat um, our patients, um, mm-hmm. especially with neurological problems. Yeah. So when we're talking about like this Eastern and Western medicine, how much does stress play as a role to headaches and migraines for us? Oh, stress plays a very important role. In fact, when, um, after I wrote this book on headaches, um, I became very interested in stress and uh, started studying it extensively. Um, and uh, now I give seminars on stress. Um, and again, my approach is to go beyond just the thing uh, the, so with just learning how to meditate or uh, in class, breathing classes. But it's about what's called in the first place. Um, but our lives are very stressful, and we use the word stress with almost everything that we do. And, you know, yeah. our, our work is full of stress, is full of stress, um, and you know what, generally speaking. But in order to the question, uh, very important part, and if we were to eliminate all, I think uh, we will eliminate diseases, uh, certainly experiencing, especially in the West. 
Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's interesting because I mean, I think that when we think about it, like a stress headache, you know, is a stress headache different from something that we ate or drank um, or something like you said in the environment, but does all of that kind of like end up being that, you know, a headache is a headache at the end of the day and you're treating your patients that are getting reoccurring headaches to migraine headaches. And how are you treating them? I mean, other than meditation, massage, yoga, acupuncture, what are some other ways that you're treating your patients? Well, um, before I answer that earlier about stress, um, cause a stress type of headache or what we call And it also increases your uh, incidence of migraine headaches. So stress important trigger as are some of the other things that we discussed earlier. For example, we mentioned uh, different food activities to different things in the environment. And stress is a very important trigger for migraine headaches as well. So uh, stress not only headaches, but also um, you know, migraine headaches and all, uh, many different kinds of problems. So yeah. my approach is to first address the symptoms of stress because uh, even though I want to, I'm interested in finding out what is causing the problem. I don't want to address the in you know, the fact that you're suffering with a with a pain of the head, right? So um, sometimes trying to figure out what's uh, what may be causing it maybe a little long term. They also short. So uh, that's where you know sometimes medications will work better. Uh, yes acupuncture or doing some relaxation, depending upon the type of headache it is. Um, sometimes just a simple massage of the head or just closing your eyes and resting is going to be enough. Uh, but sometimes you will need medications. So uh, medications also, you know, there are over-the-counter medications or there are prescription medications. And it's very exciting. You know, we just, I just came back from a headache beat. Um, you know, introduced to new medications that are, you know, that, that were studied for migraine, both um, uh, acute treatment and prevention, that are showing a very significant promise. And because there are a lot of some patients, it's a very small percentage, but there are some patients who um, have chronic and very severe headaches. Their life is completely upside down um, and they cannot function at all. The headaches are so severe. Um, they're chronic and tractable migraine headaches. Um, so I'm always trying to find uh, different medications or treatments that will help these, uh, you know, uh, really severe headache type of patients. Um, yeah. So medications do have a role. It's just when you become dependent upon medications and uh, ignore everything else, then problem and cause all sorts of problems. In fact, one of the problems that medications cause that is unique to headache is that uh, uh, medications can cause medication overuse headache, what we used to call rebound headaches. So this is where um, the medication can itself become a problem, your underlying headache problem, with a new problem of medication overuse headache. So uh, just taking medication is not the answer. We need to find of the headaches, uh, but they do provide some relief when it's necessary. Yeah. Oh, I, ima- I imagine that they do. So, you know, like right now you're out in Beverly Hills and um, I'm over here in Atlanta. We've been having like warm weather across the, across the entire United States along with like downpours. But 
is dehydration like a, a pretty big problem that you find with some of your patients that we're just not drinking enough water? Yes, and that's um, brought that up. It's a very important problem, and uh, generally enough uh, water uh, and uh, uh, headaches uh, when they don't drink in the water uh, to keep hydrated. And I don't mean by using uh, soda <laughs> and other sugary uh, um, drinks, um, but plain water. Um, so dehydration uh, is important. It needs to be addressed. Uh, and we need to keep hydrated with, uh, you know, plain water, which is the actual elixir of health. Yeah. Will you talk to us a little bit about your book? What's the essence of the book and how does that play a role? I mean, obviously, if you have a headache, you don't feel beautiful. So, I, you know, I, I totally get the yeah. part of if you don't feel good, you don't look good. Uh, you don't want to be present out in the world, especially if you have a migraine headache. And I can see that how it, depil- you know, really creates that uh, opportunity for people to just not be present um, to their everyday life. But what is some of the essence of your book that you want to share with us today? Well, the book, um, the purpose of writing this book was to educate uh, people that, uh, you know, what are all the different uh, treatments available? The book is about different kinds of headaches. So Mm -hmm. I educate the people about what different kinds of headaches, whether it's migraine, tension type, those are the two most common uh, what the differences are and what some misconceptions are that these and I try to write it in a style that it's easy to read because uh, I know that I easily get bored that uh, you know um, uh, let's say uh, yes. so this is a very uh, I wrote it in the form as if it's a conversation with a patient um, and people have given you know good uh, feedback that it, it is easy to read so I talk about um, the different kinds of headaches, uh, and then I discuss all the, the um, what is our approach, acute pain medications, when do we choose preventative medications, um, and then all that discuss, you know, even Botox and uh, um, uh, injections or other kind of uh, invasive treatments than, than just medications. So I try to how educate does, people. How does Botox work in regards to about. headaches? How does Botox work in regards to headaches? Well, Botox is mainly for uh, migraine headaches. And uh, there was a large study that was done a few years ago. And based upon the results of that study, they found that patients who have uh, chronic headaches, it's not just meant for any kind of headache. So uh, I don't give you to go get Botox whenever you have a tension type headache. Um, right. Uh, but it's for patients who have chronic headaches and who don't respond to other medications. Um, and so we inject the Botox, and uh, there's a specific protocol in the forehead, back of the head, back of the neck, and some, you know, also some into the shoulders. So you inject a little amount of Botox, and it's um, don't, people, again, don't know the exact mechanism of how the Botox works, but, it, it, but it's... Prom- how it works in the, the sense of uh, the a part of it is that it, it paralyzes the very effective in many patients who haven't responded to oral medications. Uh, uh, that, but that's another. That's just one other technique mm-hmm. uh, for chronic. 
It's just a matter of, of expanding our toolbox as to how many different kinds of, of approaches we have in treating headaches. So I first Western, and then uh, the second part of the book is about what is the natural approach? How do we, you know, how does uh, all the alternative therapies, how do they approach role? What, what causes disease from a natural perspective? And then I discuss some of the um, natural treatments, like example, for example, acupuncture, um, yoga therapy, nutritional approaches, allergy elimination, um, the different therapies that have been effective. So I function to these different. The book is about both. How do you change your lifestyle? How do you change your diet? How do you want to approach like, so that you become headache-free? Um, and, and how do you achieve freedom from headaches? About, I, mean, I, I know, but it's about how to live life. About mm-hmm. how to use it, such as a headache, and how your life healthy as a person. Because headache, I, my headache is a symptom. You're not living your life properly um, and uh, living your life to the fullest. And so, in order to address the symptom of headache, you need to address the cause of living your life. Uh, and that doesn't mean that you got to have how, what are important in your life and how do you go for the things that are most important to you. And not let you know stop you from uh, from doing what what the things that are important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's if it's debilitating like that, then you're not going to have this life that you want. But I totally see how, and I've done all of it: acupuncture, yoga. Uh, you know, looked at allergy medications to be able to remove them from my diet because I was having severe um, inflammation. And I'm sure that inflammation and headaches have a correlation there. Um, and trying to be as consistent as I can because I didn't get headaches very often. But then all of a sudden I went through this stage in my life where I was having headaches all the time. And it was partly because of what I was eating, but partly because my hormones changed, which is something that you brought up in the first segment. Things were just different for me. And my balance was off. And I started to get yeah. a lot more. Yeah, that is. That's one of the, I uh, stress the fact that you individualize the treatment to the particular For example, if the hormones are, then, you know, all these medications you take are going to address them. They'll just give you a temporary relief, but are not going to take care of the problem. Mm-hmm. So that's why some pause and what are important triggers for you and address those rather than just having a, a, you know, same approach uh, to everybody. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, you know, it's, uh, what are, uh, you know, I know that you talk about this book being a how-to so that people can read it, it's easy to read, and um, be able to have a better lifestyle. Um, What else is, what's else something that you want to share with us in regards to the book that you think was pretty profound for people when they realized if they just did this, they could start preventing headaches? Oh, that, that's a tough question to answer. Um, there's, the, the problem is that there's no one right answer for everybody. 
And mm-hmm. that's why synopsis of the different uh, things that are available to you. I think the main uh, take-home advice is that, yes, you can address the symptoms and medications or use any approach that will cure the headache temporarily, but it's important to assess the cause of the pain and uh, address the cause. Okay. Um, beauty on your, on your show, inner beauty. And if you are not really addressing who or who fight as a person, and you're just uh, putting a ban on on all the symptoms that you uh, and that's also a metaphor for life. How are you yeah. approaching your life? Um, are you just, uh, you know, putting a band-aid on all the which come across? Yeah, I think your that's what I, th- I think are you most people them? do. Sorry, go I, ahead. Think most people, I think most people just put a band-aid on it and just kind of suffer through it. And then they get really used to it being that way. And then they're they're not doing the due diligence to maybe kind of get behind it to see what's really causing it and what's having, you know, and, 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 it, and it will affect their life. It's going to continue to affect their life. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I wrote is to try to educate people to go beyond just that, uh, just go beyond the, the, the instant grab the medication. Uh, yeah. And yeah, perfect. Good. Well, we're going to take another break right now. Um, and then when we come back, I want to be able to make sure that everybody understands that there's a special offer that you're going to be providing for the book um, so that people can get this, uh, get a copy of your book. And um, and then a little bit more about your Beverly Hills Headache Institute and how people can uh, find out a little bit more about that. So stay with us, everybody. We're going to take a quick audio break, but we're going to be live here still on Facebook. If you have questions, you can email me those questions at Bonnie Bonadeo. And of course, at Beauty Inside and Out show, you can find me on all the social media handles at Beauty Inside and Out and on Twitter, Beauty In Out. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Think of the world. 
50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I have Dr. Ravinder Singh, and he's a board-certified neurologist specializing in the prevention and treatment of neurological disorders. He has a facility called Beverly Hills Headache Institute in Beverly Hills, of course, and he he marries uh, the ancient uh, philosophies of Eastern healing arts and modern medicine um, to be able to support people in having a much healthier beautiful life and so we've invited him to be on beauty inside and out today we've been having a little technical difficulties here so bear with us here um but you know he has this integrative practice and he's also helped hundreds of patients that are dealing with debilitating effects of fear and stress i want to tap into the fear word with you right now dr singh and let's talk what does fear have to do with what's going on here with headaches and and health issues I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, fear is something that we deal with all the time. It's what stops us from doing what we want to do, what we need mm-hmm. to do. Um, so it's not just fear when you are afraid of your life or something, life is in danger or uh, you're walking down a dark alley. It's about the fear is uh, what stops you from living life. And most of us are living a life of quite desperation. Um, we go in and, and do our daily activities, but it stops us from doing what we really want to do. So that increases the level of stress in our life, and not just the acute stress that when you, you know, in traffic or your boss yells at you or you um, miss a deadline or something, but the chronic stress that we feel inside all the time, the nagging feeling inside that we're not doing our best, we're not living our life to our fullest. Uh, and so what's stopping us from doing that or living our life is this fear, uh, the fear of unknown, fear of tackling things that are beyond our comfort zone. Um, and so we try to stay in our comfort zone, not realizing that it's not really serving us. So it's this, the fear of, of living life, basically, and that's causing um, all these medical problems because this fear turns inward and uh, really affects the working of our internal organs. Uh, our immune system becomes weak, and the immune system is the one that eats all these kind of all, all diseases. And when the immune system becomes weak, it's not able to address all that, and that's why all these chronic diseases develop. So fear or stress are very uh, intertwined, and uh, it, 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 we have to address each of them to uh, to start living a, a life uh, of. Um, 
uh, full, a full life of satisfaction and fulfillment and not just surviving and, and just uh, uh, doing our daily activities. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we realize the level of um, perceived fear that we deal with every day. I think that, you know, the, the running late, um, sitting through traffic and worrying about getting to, you know, where you need to be on time, worrying about if you're pleasing everybody in your office or at home or worrying about your kids when they're out. I mean, all of those things, they start to accumulate an enormous amount of fear on us. And then, of course, like you said, we become unhealthy, whether it's a headache or worse, um, and I think that if, if these other alternative medicines or these other alternative approaches that you're doing with it, you know, the Ayurvedic process, um, homopathic, all of that, I think, needs to have a, a much bigger platform for us to be able to have access to. And unfortunately, it's been very difficult for um, especially in you know everything that's happened with our healthcare system to have access to be able to have these type of things that we know are going to provide a healthier lifestyle for us. That is true, and that's another reason I wrote that our care system is focused mainly on disease. Yeah. Uh, and we go to the doctor when we have a problem, and we want it to fix us, uh, give us an, uh, uh, some treatment that will take care of the problem. Um, and, and but but we don't really address the cause of the problem, and so uh, that's one thing that's lacking from our um, medical system. Uh, so I want patients to kind of become educated about what else is out there um, and how to take charge of your life um, and address this fear, this stress, um, and how to live a full life. You know, what is the purpose of living? I, in the book, I discuss what is the definition of health. Uh, what is the purpose of life, um, and how do you uh, achieve that? Um, and it might be strange to uh, discuss the purpose of life in the book on headache, but that's my approach is uh, to address, to see what is causing the problem. And at the very core is the stress and the fear that are uh, the, uh, the, the forces that cause all these medical problems to develop. Yeah, I love that. So you address the definition of health and the definition of, of what else did you say? Life? Purpose of life. Purpose of life. I mean, and those are really big questions that, that we have to answer. You can't answer that for us. We yeah. have to be able to answer those. But if you're, if you're supporting your patients in that definition of, you know, what really is health to you and what is the purpose of life? Because I think people, um, you know, depression is is way up there. Like there's a lot of people that probably are undiagnosed of having depression and headaches and sluggishness and loss of appetite and loss of sleep are just all symptoms of not living their purpose. You know, it's funny. Um uh, so um, my patients, uh, they're always surprised when I ask one question that they said, never did, no, no other doctor has ever asked me this question before. And that uh-huh. question is, are you happy? Oh, I love that. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, they're, they're surprised that me as a, you know, as a physician would ask that question and how does that really impact their, you know, their current condition? 
but oh, um, you know, that's what I, I usually I spend a lot of time with my patients trying to explain because a lot of patients, you know, most patients are not used to this kind of an approach. Um, they're used to just going to the doctor and just being seen for ten, fifteen minutes and getting walking out with a prescription. Um, and so I spend a lot of time talking with them about their life. I want to understand what is going on in lives that could be the cause of their problems. And in many cases, some patients, even when their headaches are gone on, have resolved their logical condition for which they came to me has uh, been resolved long ago. They still come back to me because they want to talk about their life. So I kind of become like their life coach, so to speak. Exactly. Um, I just I just posted on the Facebook. When's the last time your doctor asked, "Are you happy?" <laughs> I mean, that is a that's a really relevant question. And of course, being able to kind of know that there could be a lot coming up with somebody based on that question. But if it's getting to the cause of headaches and other issues that they're having, that you can support them in in healing then that's where you have to start. So I, I, love the, I love the approach and the philosophy that you've taken with this. I love that there's all of these other opportunities for people to be able to feel relief without it always going to medication um, right. or, you know, medicines or that type of a, approach. And um, I, I love what you put together here in regards to the, the Beverly Hills Headache Institute. It sounds like you're treating people really from the inside out, which is more of, more of what we need to be happening um, across, uh, across the globe, not just here in America. Yeah, and that is my aim, to help patients uh, from the inside out and try to get to the bottom of their problem. Now, that, that means that, you know, sometimes you may not get the quick fix that you want. Um, And uh, so if people are only looking for a quick fix, only looking for a medication that will get rid of the headache, they don't really want to delve deeper into it, well, that's their choice. I'm not going to, you know, not treat them. But um, so I, you know, see all kinds of patients. But the approach is to try to get to the bottom of the problem um, and see what, what life is like and what to do about it. Yeah. And then just being able to have somebody to talk to. I mean, like you said, even if it's asking the question, you know, are you happy? And people have to really ponder their answer um, because then they know that it's not something external that might be causing the symptoms, that it's something internal, that they're just dissatisfied in their life at this current time or overly stressed in their life. And those are the things that, those are the big choices that we have to make really big choices sometimes like, you know, not being the job that you're in, if it's causing you too much stress or not being the relationship that you're in because it's too much stress or figuring out how to get support or communicate more in those situations so that you can be more satisfied with where you're at in your life. That's, that's exactly true. And that is my approach is to try to help them find that and, you know, it's not an easy thing because there's no easy answer. How can you just go and, and I, just because I said your job is causing stress, you're not going to go tomorrow and, and quit your job without having made other preparations for it. So it's not something that's easily done. But, you know, just because it's hard doesn't mean that you cannot address it. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a we have a your book, not tonight. I have a headache um, that we have a special offer for. And. 
I need to go back on the website and change it up here a little bit, but um, it's, it's available obviously on Amazon, but there's a special code that everybody, if you wanted to be able to get a copy of it, you're going to get a special discount for Dr. Singh being on our radio show today. And what you're going to do is you're going to go to bonniebonadeo.com slash free hyphen gift. So bonniebonadeo.com slash free hyphen gift. And you're going to put the code, you're going to put the code in, which is going to be Bonnie. So B-O-N-N-I-E, capital B. Um, I don't know if capital B or not makes a difference. And then what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to download the book for um, a very special price. Uh, it's like $13 and 12 cents. So it's, it's quite a deal. Um, and uh, so do that, do that now, do that today, because it sounds like Dr. Uh, Singh that it's more than just about headaches. It sounds like this is a really great book about life philosophy. And then will you tell us how they can find you at your Beverly Hills Institute, Headache Institute? Easy, just beverlyhillsheadacheinstitute.com. Perfect. So go I love on the website easy. and then you can find ways of how to get with me and to make an appointment and that. And be able to take advantage of all of the opportunities and the Eastern and the Western medicine marrying together to be able to have you live the most beautiful and healthy life. Thank you for being a guest on the show. Uh, well, we thank you for having me on. It was my, my pleasure to be on. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, I think we got a lot of information about it. I have downloaded my book, so I'm going to be reading it. And I'll continue to post opportunities and, and insights that I find out about it as well. And again, thank you for being with us today. So thank you. you guys, listen, we're going to continue having the conversation of being beautiful in your life. And remember that every Thursday at two o'clock Pacific time, I'm here. I'm usually live with a client. We're on video in Zoom here, getting through the new technology, making things happen for this. Join us next week because we're going to talk about creating the most beautiful palette to be able to have the most amazing hair Um, because I know you don't think you can have it, but you can have the most beautiful hair. You can have like Hollywood celebrity type hair with my guest next week, um, Kathy from Shazan. So stay with us. And as always, remember to be you in beauty. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.